But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. Today we have a very special guest, totally new to the show. Please welcome Coach. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Coach actually approached me over Instagram. He is a fellow podcaster that does something completely different than this show, um, something pretty useful, actually, a self-help channel, a lot about reaching your goals and doing a lot of inspirational things, so total badass here, um, but also had some crazy Tinder stories that really resonated with him when he heard the Tinder files and was like, hey, I got something to contribute there. So today we are going to be talking about this very self-respecting individual and his crazy-ass life in dating. Overall, I think the theme we're going to agree is, what does it look like when type A's date? <laughs> I think that's a really accurate way to represent what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump in and get started. Um, tell me, first of all, what does your Tinder dating profile look like? That's a good question. Let me pull it open. Um, you know, it's like I feel like Tinder hit me at the worst time possible in my life like I discovered it in the worst year of my life when I was like one of those humans that just was desperate for human contact and I was in college so it was just like everybody was within a mile and you match with people at college you've never seen before and it was just it was like a cocktail of just bad and it led to a lot of things actually to speak to your point as I open my bio and interrupt myself I look at the bio and I realize that it's probably the most unattractive thing in the entire world so it's it <laughs> yeah, completely, speaks, it completely speaks to what, what we were talking about before we came on the show which I will I'll explain to people listening now is that I, I, I really struggle to differ between my personal life and my professional life and when I typically go on dates or at least what, what's been the case in the last probably two years of, of my dating life is I'll go on dates with girls and within the first 20 minutes they're looking at me like you're you know I don't I don't even I don't have anything to relate to I can't relate to anything you're saying because all I'll talk about is business or or work or, or the gym or things like that because if we're being honest and calling a spade for a spade I don't really do a whole lot of <laughs> a whole lot outside of that because that's what is you know that's that's what energizes me that's what that's what fills my cup and um I I don't get me wrong like there's been there is a day often where I am you know sitting on my butt doing nothing but for the most part I lead it, as far as things that are going to come up in conversation, I lead a lifestyle that doesn't really resonate with a lot of people, I suppose. Or at least it's hard to relate to. It's yeah. a misunderstood It's a misunderstood path um, when you go down the wormhole towards mastering something that nobody understands or that in a lot of cases nobody gives a shit about. And so, yep. I mean, my bio actually describes that to a T. It says that I'm a teacher, I'm a coach. And then it describes him with a couple other words like adventurer, trainee, and lifelong learner. <laughs> so now that I see that, I probably need to delete that because uh, I think that, you know, um, I always joke with my friends that like my relationship to the to the female gender is kind <laughs> to of the like females. Yeah, yeah there's to, your first problem, buddy. To the, to the females of the world. <laughs> to the female? <laughs> yes, there you go. So um, I feel like, you know, have you ever seen one of those like those those lights that are that sit on porches where like it'll be it'll be dark out and you guys will be sitting like sitting by sitting on a porch or sitting on in some lawn chairs or whatever and there's just a ton of moths that come out of nowhere that find the light source you know what i'm talking about yes 
I that's my relationship with women. It's like crazy girls come out of the woodwork and mm. I am like this light source that they are attracted to and it, it makes for some ridiculous stories. And this has just been like a common theme in my life. I, I, I didn't start dating until I was like 18 or 19 years old. Like I'd never, I'd never had a girlfriend. I didn't like date at all until then and then it all hit me after like I had like a two-year and you're like how do I do this yeah and I had a really bad first relationship where I got cheated on a bunch and so it was like this first two years was just not a, a not an okay model of what was acceptable in a relationship and then I got out of that and just the floodgates opened like bad bad came out of that and then I think I found tinder about six months later and now I'm on this podcast so that's pretty much been <laughs> hey just, yeah. it's all been leading you up to here yeah. this is really your true calling it's I've just arrived all I've about arrived. your tinder stories <laughs> I'm really I'm really excited to tell you that I'm uh, taking my talents to the you don't know me podcast <laughs> Dude, I am pumped to have you on here. I feel like you're like the epitome of exactly what I wanted from a male perspective because you're a pretty dynamic person. You're very ambitious. You're like a lot. You're like an improved male version of me. So <laughs> I was like way hotter than there you go. That's where I'd be. So um, to balance out Tink and I, Tink, I know would totally appreciate this as well. She was like stalking you on Instagram beforehand and going, oh, man, he's going to be perfect. So good. That's she was good really excited about it, too. Awesome. Um, but overall, um, so would you say that your your overall Tinder experience, I'm assuming, has been pretty wholly negative is what it sounds like? So I guess, yes. Like, I mean, if we're going to make it a yes or no question, I think, yes, it's been pretty negative. I, I love the fact that... Uh, a lot of funny stories have come from it and I definitely have some funny experiences, but I really can only say that I've, I've seriously pursued one girl after the first date. Via Fair Tinder. enough. Um, and that Do you was... consider yourself like really picky or well, I guess at that time you probably weren't like super picky. You were just like, don't be insane. Well, you know, part of this type A personality, and this is my biggest gift and my biggest curse because it, it helps me with, with my business, but it absolutely plagues my ability to effectively work with or deal with women or be be healthy with women is that I analyze everything and like I oh, yeah. I I walk into to situations have, like feeling like I already know what's going to happen before it happens and um one of the things that I'm very self-aware about but have not done anything to, up to this point in my life to fix is that I tend to date the same archetype of women and Ooh, what's that? For you better tell. for better well actually for worse there is no for better but I've <laughs> I I tend to date a lot of women with drinking problems. <laughs> um as, as she holds up here. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I actually like I I mean I've drank in the past but I I don't drink alcohol that much anymore at all and that's just because I don't. It's not really cohesive with your lifestyle. I don't build it into the schedule, and because uh, Taipei, I have to plan it. I have to know, like, I two, don't build it two into beers the schedule, between six and eight p.m. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not. It's just not a part. Of, but that the problem with it is, is like with my life in general, is it's it's go big or go home. So when I drink, it's like I wake up on Sunday morning after a Friday night binge, and I'm like. Oh God! I'm, I skip a whole day. I'm, I'll miss a whole day. So it's, it's, it's a full day affair when it happens. So I try to plan for it. But shout out um, to Tink. We totally did that last Friday, and I'm like <laughs> surprised that I'm even touching beer right now. I was like, never again. I'm too old for this. <laughs> so brutal. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky because I, I can't black out. I've never blacked out in my life, and it's because I vomit very easily when I drink. And like not easily. There to you the, go. That's like, what you put on the Tinder not, profile. Yeah. Rebound rate of thirty seconds. Two beer queer over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, but I like I can drink. I can drink just as much as everybody else. But if if I 
past that threshold, like I'm going to, I'm going to puke. There's no choice. Like I don't have an option. So that's been, that's definitely served me in some capacity, at least from a, a brain functioning standpoint. I am the complete opposite. I'm probably much smaller <laughs> than you. So and are the I girls just... I date. That's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to what I was saying, like I, I tend to date women with severe drinking problems and obviously that lifestyle doesn't lend itself to the lifestyle that I live. And for some reason, like I think it might be the idea that I want to fix them or I want to, you know, uh, I yeah, feel like for the same person uh, a little it's bit. It's so bad. Like I, I, I go <laughs> I, I, and I'm getting better. I am like, I, I think at this point I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where I, I'm uh, addressing the situation and before it gets Give too it a bad, couple but, years. I'm telling you from experience being, oh, well, I'm like, not as accomplished as you, but <laughs> Being the same type of person, give it a few years. I, I promise years. you it evens out. A couple more bad experiences, <laughs> and I think I'll, I think it'll probably nail, put the final nail in the coffin. But you know, I'll, you'll be like, one, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You'll probably take a break for a year. You'll be like, fuck dating. This sucks. <laughs> it's and so stupid because there's just this dumb allure to like to to girls like that. Like I can fix them, or like I can. You know what I think it is, and this is so bad, and this is such a. This just makes me a terrible human being. It's that. It's that I can see the potential in them. It's like this ego. That doesn't make you terrible. It's it makes you horrible. an endearing optimist. It's hor- but it's not. It's not. It's not appropriate for me to fall in love with them. <laughs> That's the thing. Like if I was their objective analysis, doing what I do for a living, you know, giving. Oh them yeah, yeah. The you can't fall in love feedback. with them if you're their I coach. Right. I yeah. can't be like. I, I love you. Like, right, like 20 seconds after I give them advice. And uh, I mean, we can, we can go down this road at some point if you want, but this, this <laughs> one of the girls that I, I've dated three serious, I've had three serious relationships in my life. And the second girl that I dated the first like three months of our relationship was just pure coaching. Like, <laughs> and I didn't realize it. Like I don't, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't articulate that back then. This was when I first started what I do now for a living. And, and I was so in, like obsessed with the, the content and the things that I was learning about self-help and personal development and achievement and things like that, that I started like using her as my test subject. <laughs> and she, she did not appreciate it, but she also, I mean, she had some like self-confidence, self-confidence issues and things like that, I feel like. And so she kept coming back and I kept coming back and she would drink and we would fight and it was just, it was, it was a disaster. So, um, Ooh, but yeah, okay. that, that's the so kind of girl to I be to fair. I'm sure you've heard in the last episode that I recruit people <laughs> like I'm a recruiter. 24 seven. It never changes. <laughs> My dates are me interviewing them. I've had guys go, I feel like I'm like, I'm sweating. Like, I feel like I'm in an interview and I'm like, <laughs> well, you kind of are like, I, I can't really separate. That's my personality. I'm so like analytical and I want to understand you and your motivations. And I went out with this guy one time who's I thought was going to be this really interesting person. And I tend to pick people based on like interest level. Like if they do something as a job that I find really intriguing that I just want to learn about. I would swipe right. Like that's my motivation, which is fucked up to begin with. Right. No surprise that that's what I was doing on dates. Um, so I go on a date with him and he is an entrepreneur. He has started two successful businesses um, and he's like back and forth between Atlanta and like Chicago, I think. Um, and so I went on this date with him and he sounded verbatim like he had was doing a rehearsed magazine interview. Oh, no. <laughs> the entire time. It was like he had re- he'd done this. He was like, oh, telling me all about his professional life. And he was so much more patient about it. And I realized it was because he gets interviewed for shit all the time. That is this exact same spiel. And he's not exactly like a socially, naturally like a socially outgoing person. So he has like this thing recorded that he just repeats every <laughs> time with like the same inflections. Like you could tell, you know. Oh, That's, that was It was best. rehearsed. I, I went on a date 
uh, earlier this year, not with a Tinder girl, but a, a girl that, um, I, this doesn't happen ever as a guy. Like you don't have a girl come out, a, a really attractive girl at that, come out of the woodworks and be like, and reach out through another friend and be like, I want to go on a date with this guy or I want to like meet this guy. Can you introduce us? And I feel like, oh, at least for me, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but like for the most part, I feel like I've done a lot of the seeking in my life. And it was the same deal. Like the first date she was, she was hammering me with questions. We're eating dinner and I'm, I, I think I ordered like, a burger and I was like regretting that I ordered it because I had to pick it up and like take bites out of it quickly and chew really quick because she had like another question loaded so fast that I was like I'm never gonna finish this meal if, if I don't if I don't like if I don't give her something to chew on for a second literally so she can just stop talking but she was asking me <laughs> she's like what like do you shave any body parts like not not sexually like she was like do you do you shave like your chest do you shave your back and like all this was like the 10th thing she asked me after like my life goals my ambitions okay. and then, and then like at the end of dinner I was like you know I feel like we're playing 20 questions and and to her credit she's like yeah well I just like to know what I'm walking into before I make any commitments or decide to keep going and I was oh, like oh okay that's crazy like yeah. at least I'm just like dude sorry it's it's my profession extending into my personal life so well talk about talk about this this moth light source analogy that I'm using 15 minutes later maybe 20 minutes later after dinner like we're saying goodbye and she pulls me in for this super romantic kiss and like we kissed and I was like that was weird I didn't feel that coming at all and, <laughs> oh god those are the worst and, you're like oh you but, went for that didn't you <laughs> but then she left and then she texted me an hour later and said that she didn't think it was gonna work out <laughs> probably because the kiss was awkward dude you gotta seal the deal no, oh I'm just man it was it was a weird weird evening but that's the story of my life so that's why I'm here so <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about your first ever Tinder date. I'm glad that you said that because that's the first bullet point I have on my uh, my computer document. Cause Perfect. Wasn't planned. I'm just do. that yeah. good. So uh, this was in this was three years ago. This was 2013, and me and this has been this was when I, and I don't know how if you had this visceral response to Tinder, but like for t Tinder for me at first was kind of like. I'm going to meet up with a girl I met on an app. Um, this sounds like something you see on the news. And so I'm gonna die. <laughs> this, this was the very beginning, at least when I had discovered it. And, and I actually wasn't on the, in, in, I wasn't on my college campus at the time. So I was at home and, um, and I was with my buddy and we were like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's, let's we'll go together so we don't get killed. We'll just do it. And so I was texting this girl uh, and I'm going to tell you she was blonde and this is going to come back. So, so you need to remember this piece. Archetype. Uh, well, voting, right? <laughs> yeah, not, not quite actually, but you'll, you'll, you'll see why this comes back. So stay, I, I can't remember her name now that I, now that I'm trying to think about it, but we had talked for a couple of days, just kind of gone back and forth. And like, I, this is the first girl I got a number from on Tinder and was like actually texting. And she said, you know, I'll meet you at this bar in, um, I'll meet you at this bar downtown and the city that was like right next to where I grew up. And, uh, I'll be there at nine 30. And I said, okay, cool. And so um, me and my buddy took an, I don't even think we took an Uber. I think we paid my brother to drive us because we'd already been drinking and <laughs> like paid my little brother hey, to do the DD yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. And he drove us downtown and I don't even know if Uber was a thing then. Um, and so we get to this bar and we're waiting and I text her. I'm like, hey, I'm here. You know, we'll see you soon. She's like, yep. And so we order like a round of beers and we're just hanging out. Like 20 minutes pass and she doesn't show up. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So we order another round. And I text her. I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, we're here. It's it's like nine, you know, nine fifty. Yep, we'll be there in a couple minutes. Okay, cool. So we we drink our beers, and it's like ten fifteen, and she's still not there. 
And so my buddy is drunk at this point because we were drinking before and we had a couple beers there. And him and I, not just him, but I, we decided to get a pitcher. And so we start drinking, you know, a pitcher of beer, assuming they're going to get there any second. Well, they end up not showing up until I think it was like 1145. Wait, so they, they showed up? So, so she shows up at 1145 with her friends, okay? And by this point, me and my best friend are sloshed because we've been drinking for two and a half hours waiting for her and we were drinking before and we're just like we're drunk it's just it's just how the night went and because at that point i just kind of assumed she wasn't going to show up so i kept drinking and knew my knew my brother was ready to come get us whenever i asked him to because he wanted to make his 20 bucks or whatever so um so she gets there and like i see her walk in at least i think and that's a hint to what's going to happen here and I get this like I get like the, that like smile like the I know you you know me kind of smile like I'm gonna come over and say hi so I'm like cool like this is my first Tinder date I'm a little nervous even though I'm drunk because it's it's the first Tinder date it's the first time I met up with a person awkward like this. you're yeah. like how am I gonna not make this awkward yeah right and so she walks in and she's with a group of four people and she walks over and I shake my I put my hand out to introduce myself hey I'm coach and you know it's nice to meet you and uh, and she looks at me and then she looks at her friend and then she just laughs. And I was like, what? And she's like, um, I'm not whatever her name was. I don't remember. What, I, I mistook her for her friend because I had been drinking and all of her Tinder pictures were with this particular friend. Like she had five oh, no. Tinder pictures with her friend. And so I thought she was the other person. And so the, the, <sighs> the ridiculous thing about this was she was totally fine with it. And let's just, I mean, we can call it what it is i don't mean to be be mean here but like she was the the girl i'd been talking to was obviously the less cute one of the two and so she like forgave me instantly she was like no this is great we can still hang out we can save this night kind of thing like she's a total sweetheart i should have probably stayed stayed and hung out with her but the <laughs> other girl the other girl was vicious the rest of the time like she was mean and like i think she had it out for me like from the get-go kind of thinking like no you know you're not gonna pull one over on my good friend and things like that and so I get separated from from the group. I think I went to the bathroom or something. And I come back and the, the cuter friend, the one who had been rude to me and laughed in my face because I mistook her, um, stops me and she says something to me and I was like kind of sarcastic back and she slapped me in the face. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I'm just telling you, I don't do confrontation well at all. Like I, I if some guy pushes me, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, even if I messed up, like, I'm not going to start a fight with anybody. I just don't do that. And I was like dumbstruck. And so I like walked back to my friend and was like, dude, we need to, we need to leave. Yeah. And get the she, hell out. So she comes back over to the group and my buddy's like talking to the third friend. He's like having fun. He's like, I don't want to leave. And, uh, I, you know, I actually don't really, I it's a testament to the alcohol that night and how it was a while ago, but I don't really remember how the night ended, but it, it was like just a half hour of awkward waiting for my brother to get there. And this girl just like grilling me, like looking through my soul across the bar the entire night. And this poor girl that I'd been talking to for three or four days, like completely just blown to the wind, like completely forgotten about. And it was just, it was a disaster. Oh, so. I hate her. I don't know why, but I just like went a throat puncher. Well, I do know why, because why the fuck would you slap somebody that you don't know? Like, right. she did told you me say I, something like she said something about me just like she said something about me being like being rude and being disrespectful and how like she knew that she knew that like I had other intentions for her friend or something like that. And I was just like, oh, you're terrible. But I won't oh, say her that because you'll hit me again. Probably <laughs> had no idea. And if she did, she 
probably wouldn't have brought her. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah, that's a serious cock block. Like come it, on, it was bad. Just call it, it like it bad. is. Yeah, no, it was bad. So, so that was my initiation, and uh, things have been pretty pretty stagnant since. <laughs> so they've either they've either they've either gone down into a bad spiral, or they've leveled, and that's been about the ceiling for the rest of the dates. <laughs> so, oh, I. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of love Tinder. I think Tinder's – and I said this in the last episode. I secretly actually have a deep love for Tinder. I'll be Just honest, because like, I get to, like, interview people. <laughs> right. It's it's so cool. Like, we do live in a really cool time where this is – I have two friends that are getting married off of Tinder. And, like, like my best friend in the world is going to marry her boyfriend off of Tinder. And I have another really close friend that, that met her boyfriend off of Tinder as well. And they're both like super happy. And it's, I feel like everybody, I think, I feel like when we're in our forties and fifties, we're going to be like, yeah, this friend of mine got married off Tinder. And then there's going to be the people who are like, yeah, we met on that app and we met on Bumble. Yeah. And it's just, it, I mean, this, this, this funny millennial app dating thing is going to be, it's going to be interesting to look back at in 20 years, especially to see what our kids to see what our kids are doing at that point because yeah. we found Tinder and we kind of people who dating. got married from people they met on OkCupid or Tinder or one of the, yeah. you know, Plenty of Fish, Match, whatever. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know so much is. about Plenty of Fish. I've heard OkCupid though, which surprised me. <laughs> I don't even know what Plenty of Fish is. It's like an OkCupid. Do you have to pay for it? I don't think so. I feel like, don't you have to pay for OkCupid? I've never used that one, but I know no, what it is. It's free. Oh, oh okay. But talk about moths to the light you get i mean your phone will blow up nonstop. Really? i think was talking about plenty of fish in the last episode um for tinder files and she said she got like 500 me- literally 500 messages a day Jeez, it's Maybe insane dating sure online storage on my phone <laughs> dating online is seriously another full-time job like yeah, it- it was my hobby for a while. Was like Tinder dating. Like, well, to your point a minute ago, you said like you really enjoy Tinder, and I do too. But when when I go through seasons where I need to be like super productive, I have to delete it off my phone completely. And so I actually just redownloaded it five days ago when I moved to the new. I'm living in a new area. Like I just moved to a new city that I'm going to be in temporarily for the next couple of months, and I yeah. only redownloaded it because I don't know anybody here, and I, I had to get rid of people. it. Yeah, it's a good way to meet people and like it's have not... something to do on a Friday night, you know. Exactly, exactly. But if I am on it all the time, like I will get nothing done because I'll just sit there and swipe. The biggest thing is that I feel guilty not answering people's messages. <laughs> so that's the thing that gets me. Like I, I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, I don't like this person, but now I feel like I have to answer them. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> so it's, you're you're the eternal pleaser, and I'm like the eternal fixer. <laughs> I'm a fixer too, though. I'm a project uh, person to the max. Thank God I got a hobby because good Lord, I cannot do that anymore. People ask me sometimes, like, why do you spend so much time, you know, working and don't you ever want to live? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, if I don't channel this energy, this sick energy yep. that I have into something healthy, it's going to come out in a really, it destroys really bad me. way. It destroys me. It, it won't destroy me. I'll find something bad to put it into. <laughs> like I'll destroy something else. And it's true. It's just true across the board. I don't do things half-assed. Like I go into things and I become obsessed with them. And even to like the point of listening to music, I'm like, I need to memorize this song like today. Like kind of like, it's just weird. I don't know why I'm wired this way, but um, I do the same I, thing though. I have like, now that I'm finally obsessions. okay with it, like it's fine. It's good. It's good yeah. that I'm okay with it now, but it's just, it's weird. I don't know. Dude, you were like speaking my language. Man, I don't have that many type A friends. So, and I've just recently realized that I'm type A. I always thought that I was like wannabe type A. 
But no, no, I'm type A. I just totally horrible, horrible projects most of my life. So I'm finally taking that energy and like, and instead of investing it into like toxic people or just like, <laughs> instead of investing it into all these other people who are essentially like energy vampires, I like turned it around and started investing in my own like recruiting brand, which I'm probably going to delete to. But um, so I'm like building several businesses or several, you know, potential businesses for myself right, right now. Well, that's what it is. I mean, I, I, I totally, um, you said it really well where I, I used to be like, oh, I'm type A and it's like, it's a sexy thing. It feels good to be type A. It feels cool to describe yourself as a type A. Like it feels good when you don't actually know what being type A is, but when you really get self-aware enough to the point that you're like, oh shit, I'm living type A I have to be doing life. something constantly. Yeah. And, um, it, people don't understand it and people, people will give you, definitely let you know how they feel about that sometimes. So <laughs> like at work, if I'm slow. I I get an obsession. Like I, if there's not enough work to keep me busy, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'll end up building a website or like <laughs> I, don't, I like I. That's what I did this week. I re- I started. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start blogging. So I started blogging on LinkedIn, and I've already gotten like a ton of shares. So it was actually like a really good thing. But I was like, I need a recruiting brand. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I was like how am I really going to take this to the next level? So the next couple of days, like all of last week and this week, I've been super slow. And this is what I've been doing. (laughs) I was like, I need to, I need to. We're just meant to podcast and meant to do creative, crazy projects like this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's insane. And now I'm like, you know, starting to pick up with the podcast and I'm also, oh shit, now I'm blogging. Like, (laughs) oh God, now I'm doing everything. So Finding any kind of moderation there is going to be virtually impossible, which right. is kind of, you know, like my heaven. So whatever. That is what it is. I mean, it's the life we live. And anybody who who identifies as type A and gives me like that, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm type A. I just I <laughs> have like, to do it that way. I'm like, no, no bitch, you don't, you don't you know. know. Don't, you don't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it for a long time. And it's actually a sickness. And your your girlfriend's probably gonna break up with you if you don't stop. So probably try and fix it if you can. Like it's one of those. I I got I got dumped by my most recent girlfriend because of my my personality and because yeah. I I told her like she got really weird about um I was like teetering between quitting my job which I just did a couple months ago and I was teetering between quitting and not quitting and I like shut her out for like you know three or four days I was like I'm not I'm not gonna you know talk to her I just I needed some time to think in the process I'm introverted too which is just an ugly combination and oh god because then you're like go 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 oh shit I never took time for me yeah yeah and I shut her out for a couple days and then she just like I went over this was like right before Thanksgiving (laughs) and we were like talking about doing Thanksgiving together because we were both like kind of doing our own thing in the city and she dumped me on like the Monday before Thanksgiving she's like yeah no you can't do that to me ever again like I'll see you later (laughs) it's like to be right. fair, that's just fair. Like going AWOL for three days, I think I'd probably be pissed off about that. It's totally, yeah. to- I'm telling you, life is a life is a series of growth opportunities if you're willing to look for them. So we'll we'll define that as an area of opportunity for you. Yeah, it's it's like the mid year evaluation where there's the actionables to work on or whatever you call it. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is a touch point. Yeah. Let's just take a second. Right. You know, zoom out. Let's really we're like, going to use the sandwich trail. method to give you feedback. So we're going to start with the positive. We're going to give you the criticism in the You're meat You're really form. great. Yeah. You're very ambitious. You're a fucking but you psycho. you suck at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're a fucking psycho. There you go. <laughs> and you haven't talked to me in three days. And I just want you to know you're a really good person. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah, love that is, that's pretty much how the conversation went. So that was good. 
Dude, I think the like I had to take this huge hiatus from like all dating ever because it was just it's too much. And I have an affinity for toxic people because, again, as we've established, we both like projects, you know, anything that can turn into a little like puzzle or project, you know. Um, But I realized like I think long distance is the only thing that works (laughs) because like (laughs) then you don't have to deal with them on a regular basis. It's less of a commitment. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just call them when you want to talk. So it's good. (laughs) It's not less of a commitment. It's actually, you know, more of a commitment, but, you know, shit. I don't know. It's less commute time. It's the variables are are lower. There's there's a lot less extraneous pieces. It requires less active investment. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He can be. It's a a more. It's a more passive commitment. (laughs) You're like, okay, just hang out over there, live in your city, and then I'll finish my project, and then we'll hang out. Maybe that's so, the, maybe that's the next app where we'll just start a you and I can start a, a Tinder app for people who don't actually want to meet up. We just want to date over the app. <laughs> Never meets is what they're called. It'll be like middle school. I remember I, I dated a girl that was in the, the grade above me in seventh grade, and like she was an eighth grader, and which was really cool because nobody dated eighth graders. And when I'd see her in the hallway and during passing period, I'd literally turn and go the other way because I didn't want to walk by her. And if like if God forbid she was going to walk by me. I would pretend I didn't see her. Like it was, it was, it was, and then I would go home and type to her on AIM for, you know, the solid two hours. We'd talk on AOL and Messenger every single night, but I just couldn't, couldn't handle the face to face. I kind of get that same way too, though, where you're like, oh shit, oh shit, like can't, yeah. can't process yeah. right now. Don't have mental like capacity for this. Abort, abort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. So getting back to some of your terrible Tinder stories, what everybody mm-hmm. loves. Well, first of all, do you have any good ones? I do. Um, I went on a date with a girl earlier this year who, like I mentioned earlier, she was the only girl that I actually went on a second date with. We ended up hanging out like I think four or five times. And uh, the problem with that one was she felt totally was the, she was version 2.0 of my second girlfriend, which was the archetype of, uh, you know, party girl, project girl. Uh, I don't know what it is. So I, I, I think I mentioned to you before, but to people listening, like I am taking a year off to travel. And so I'm in this like season of my life where I'm striving after the wanderlust and like want to meet like-minded people who have the, 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 idea of travel and our you're basically like a wannabe Tim Ferriss let's be honest yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it is right I just like I journal about him almost every night and just like drop pictures and caricatures I heard him so of much, Tim Ferriss and I saw him in person and I was like oh my god <laughs> like I've never fangirled over anybody famous before and I like almost passed out I was like because I wasn't expecting it either I was like you came out of the bathroom out of that's the toilets awesome. in the plane and I was like I'm gonna pass out I'm gonna pass you know, out I've space. never I've never read his book but I I definitely am a big fan I'm a fanboy of him as well I definitely I definitely like his podcast and that's the number one thing that I've heard about my podcast is that it sounds like Tim Ferriss which is not good because that means that subliminally I think I'm Tim Ferriss and I'm talking or or I've adopted characteristics about him because he's got kind of a dull voice I mean he's he's good and he does a good he does a good show but on, on the contrary I think he's kind of interesting but I think when you first hear him you're like I don't know but he right. he has this like quirkiness that he keeps like held right. back and it comes out in certain interviews and you're like <laughs> he's like ladies and germs and like yes, shit. Yes. the humans like, is what got meow me at the beginning of an episode that I have had so many people say things like that to say that to me like I don't know what it is I started that off as as just like I said it once and then like two people were like I love that you start your podcast with hello humans and I was like really so I just kept doing it and now I, it's uh, so funny that people keep saying that um anyway, when I heard my... it I immediately was like Tim Ferriss like ladies and germs or like you know all the weird shit that he does that's interesting okay well that's good self-awareness this is important I need to write this down <laughs> it's okay take notes take <laughs> so, notes 
Okay. So I went on a date with this with Gertrude. Um, <laughs> she she. I don't know was, why it stuck. It just stuck. It's good. What was boy? What was the guys? Tim. Tim or Tim? <laughs> Tim. Tim. Okay. Um, like Tim Ferriss. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So. I don't know. I think I just don't have any friends named Tim. So like that was like a, and <laughs> then somebody made friend? a joke guys, about Gertrude and I was together. like, huh? <laughs> you and Tim Ferriss flew on a plane together. Aren't you guys friends by default? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're like, yeah, he's like my, my bestie now. He doesn't have to know. <laughs> he has no fucking idea I exist. <laughs> That's okay. He made eye contact with me. It happened. <laughs> there was a moment. <laughs> he's like, who's this crazy girl looking at me? <laughs> I know. And uh, I immediately started sweating. I was like, ah, you're so uh, confident. I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he like had prolonged eye contact because he like doesn't give a fuck, you know? Like he's, right. he talks about like one of his shows or in his book or something. He talks about like a speed dating thing where all they do is just make prolonged eye contact. So this dude's like practice with making people squirm just by looking at them, right? So Amazing. he fucking did that to me. And I was like, uh, no, I have so much social anxiety. <laughs> Immediately get cagey. <laughs> it's like I'm trapped. Get me out. So I went on a, a good date um, earlier this year. This lady in particular, we, we went back and forth. This was the spring is always a really busy time for me because I, I was working a, a full-time job at the time and I coach actual sports other than people, humans. And uh, during the spring, that's my, that's my sports season. So I'm, I'm pretty much yeah. going sun up to sundown. And so we did, we, we tindered and we, we texted for a couple weeks and ended up going out and she was my ex-girlfriend 2.0. I mean, she was, I told you like I'm in the season now where I'm trying to meet the wanderlusty like travel types of, of females. And I think that's just what I've been attracted to because this has been on the forefront of my mind for the last year is this idea that I'm going to go travel. Yeah. And that uh, happens. And so I've been dating a lot of girls that are like that. And I think the, that what comes with that is a lot of carefree girls that are just like, you know, hippie and things like that, which I live in Colorado, which is like a breeding ground for hippies. And it's awesome because it's like great. The, weed. the farmer's markets are unreal. You get great produce. But like, other I'm so than that, jealous. Yeah. Like the, the people here are cut from another cloth. And um, at, at least the natives, because a lot of the people here don't are not transplants it's all transplants literally like it's it's rare to meet people that are actually from it but and they uh, all go there chasing that like hippie dream yeah right right and so so this girl and i went out and we got dinner and um it was really good like we didn't hang out for very long um because she had something else to do that night (laughs) so we got like dinner and that was it and i didn't think i was going to talk to her again but she ended up texting me after and said it was great and then we went out a couple more times and like we had like this really hot makeout session, like, and I'm stealing that terminology because you said that in the in the last <laughs> Tinder files, and I was like, that's exactly what happened on my best Tinder date too. This is great, <laughs> super hot makeout, yeah, super hot makeout <laughs> sesh. Like that was all, and um, and I told her, like, I told her after, I was like, I I like you, like you're really, like not not like that. I didn't say it like that, but I was like, I, was I like, really like you. <laughs> I you seem like you could be my next project. <laughs> <I'm> like, <what? laughs> I'm like Will Ferrell from Elf. Like I'm in love, and they don't even know it, or whatever he says. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So it's real. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, you made the world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was like it. She like went off the grid after that date, and it turned out a couple a couple months later that. Uh, she texted me and story of my life. She got back together with her long-term boyfriend and she would just gotten out of a relationship, which I knew about. And it just, it never materialized. And then we like hung out again 
or we tried to hang out again like probably a month and a half, two months ago, and she kind of was like blowing me off. She started to blow me off. She didn't even blow me off. She just started to be like, I might, you know, be late tonight. And I was like, no, I don't even want to hang out. I don't even care. So Yeah, that, you get to a point where you're just like, ah, fuck off. Like just if you're wishy washy, just get the fuck out. That's like, what it was. And so that's difficult enough. I don't need your shit. <laughs> right. There's a lot of pretty girls that are like in that wanderlust phase that like are carefree and that's a really attractive quality i think in, in a girl for it they all go to like festivals they're like yeah festivals right like, they are it's, it's a really good way to put it that's what that's what i've definitely found and i think one of the side effects it's really of- appropriating you know like <laughs> you know, headdresses and, and whatnot right one of the side effects of that archetype of of females is that they almost like live by that as like a as a credo or like a mantra kind of thing where they they almost go out of their way to be carefree i feel like and it's like it's like the cool thing to do and i felt I like, like i'm so old and jaded i'm like fuck off i like, just this felt so like that's exhausting. what she was doing and so i just i just was like i'm out i don't i don't care you can you can do you and so yeah that was i mean it was a good date i actually genuinely genuinely liked her but if we're, if i'm being honest it's i'm really glad things didn't didn't progress because she was the exact same girl as my second my second girlfriend moved to spain and lived there for a year so we we like broke up over that and like so that was almost two years ago and she had execution you have to respect totally she followed through right but yeah yeah, so many people bullshit about that stuff and you're like no no fucking do it do it no totally and yeah so it i don't know it's good it's all good i'm happy (laughs) so was the second one the bad one or the good one the second girlfriend was probably the most disaster no the first one was the most disastrous the second one was the second one was probably one of the most emotionally taxing like from the perspective of bouncing back and forth and constantly not knowing where you stood and like trying to get clarification on things and it was just we were both in a weird spot at the time she's one of my best friends now so it's good like we're actually still okay, really close so that's what i was gonna ask i was like is that like the one that you don't talk to or like, yeah you know i i friend zone a lot of girls and but i'm i'm friends and that's not to sound cool at all i friend zone a lot of girls because uh, i'm too weird and strange. dude guys should embrace the friend zone though i'm like, all about it seriously i have way do more it. girlfriends than i do guy friends i noticed when you're like my best friend she or my best friend and she and my best friend she totally true and like no yeah. guys will hang out with me no i'm just kidding um you're too pretty <laughs> that's not it um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the second girlfriend was just a crazy year but we're good friends now and uh i i'm friends with i'm actually friends with my first ex too and then the last ex has kind of just fallen off because that was one of those like yeah we weren't really your first ex furry. will feel about this yeah, conversation uh, i mean i don't really care <laughs> She's not a very good friend, you know. You just yeah, cordial. She's, she's she's there. She was my high school girlfriend, so I don't know if that that was okay. That, so we, to put I, in perspective, I I live twenty one hundred miles away from her now. So whereas the second can't get to you, right? Yeah. The second girlfriend is is a call away. So oh, got it. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So tell me. I know you had two other stories, right, for Tinder, or was that or one more? I have I have two good stories. I have two that are probably like my my best my best stories of of speaking to this moth light source analogy um, second best and then we'll end with the best how's that okay well no you have an epic like do you want Wait. okay do you want the last tinder story or do you want the just the good story story did you do you still have did you already tell the story about the non-tinder related no 
Okay, so that one's gonna be last. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So I'll give you my worst Tinder date. Okay. That works. So this was two years ago. Um, and this is this combines with Valentine's Day. So that just sets the sets the table and hopefully raises your expectations. And so I'm just going to openly admit to anybody listening to this podcast that is going to call me a hypocrite or call me an idiot or tell me that I know what I was I was going through or knew what was coming. I I understand that what happens <laughs> doesn't make it better. <laughs> I I I did something dumb and like I totally own up to the fact that I did this to myself. But anyway, um in December of oh. probably f- growth opportunities. I went- <laughs> it's a growth opportunity. It's part of my part of my mid-year eval. Um February, so this was Valentine's Day of 2014, and I had gone on a date, a Tinder date with this girl in December, so about two months ago, right around my birthday. My birthday's right after Christmas, and we'd gone on this date, and it was like, we'd actually gone on a date before that, and then we went on another date, and we hooked up, and she had a, um, I don't know how to put this gently, she bit the shit out of me. Like out of your dick? No, like out okay. of my, oh, out of I was my, like, what? No, out oh, of God. my shoulder and my neck and my chest. Like I, I have pictures. If you want to, like, I literally still have the pictures. Oh and the, I, I'll, I will have you to send them to you. You can take your face out and send those to me, and they will be on the blog. I will, I will send them to you. So there's like, like they, they look like those like Halloween you know those things you buy like during halloween the teeth that you put in your mouth and then you clamp on your arm as a joke and they leave like that red mark i had those like going up my shoulder up my neck and i was like this was ridiculous and so i've had like really bad hickeys before like i'm kind of embarrassed to even say it out loud like it was so bad i look like someone he beat me because i like bruise like really easily and so but these were open wounds like they were like oh I, I had to use bacitracin when i got home like after after the date like to clean them out so so yeah so we went on this date and i was like I, I'm, I'm never gonna see you again like this was terrible we we went back to her place after and that happened and i was upset like i was genuinely like this is this is not okay and of course valentine's day rolls around and this was my senior year of college and i uh, I had moved home at this point for my my student teaching experience. Um, I student taught from living like living at my parents' house, and I'm sensing a. I was very lonely. <laughs> this is exactly where that's just going. <laughs> you just picked up on that so bad, and uh, not that it makes this any better. No. And so, so. But I understand. I've been there. Yeah. All right, and so I'm at work. Like God, they're terrible, but. But I haven't seen another human my age in like a month, and this is bad. <laughs> she uh, she reached out to me on like probably like three o'clock, four o'clock on Valentine on the date. This is Valentine's Day, not the day of the day it actually takes place. And this was a Friday, and so I had just gotten out of school for the day, and um, I was I think I had to work that night. I worked at a gym at the time at the time, and I think I was at work and I had to coach a class or something, and I was like texting her back and forth and finally just she basically talked me into hanging out that night even though I was kind of like "Eh, this is a really bad idea but I said yes anyway my dad was out of town I had a house to myself so I said whatever "Eh, okay it sounds like a great night (sighs) bad decisions right and so as I so I run home and I shower it's probably like six o'clock at this point and I run home in a shower and as I'm leaving my house running out the door to go pick her up because she didn't have a car she lived in the city so I just told her I would go I'd go pick her up and um she texted me and said, you have to bring me flowers because it's Valentine's Day. 
And so I texted her back. Bitch, and, please. And don't. Bitch, please. Right, exactly. And don't don't let me miss out on the fact that I I had already agreed to like I told her I was going to cook her dinner. I was going to make her dinner and like we drink wine at the house and like hang out and like that was supposed to be enough. And so I texted her back saying like I'm making dinner. Um, I I don't have time to get flowers. I'm just going to come get you. And so you know how like you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. You know how like you see the the three dots when someone starts to type. So I was watching the screen. And I saw her like start to type and then stop and then start to type and then stop and then do it again. And so I'm like, what is she going to say? And finally, she just sends me a K. And so like, she K texted me, and which is obviously like a, you know, a bitch text like she's mad. And oh, so, shit's going down. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, this is not this is bad. And so I tell her I'll be there soon. And she comes out to the car and she's like dressed to the nines because clearly she's taking Valentine's Day more seriously than I am. And she gets in my car. And I like smile at her and trying to just pretend nothing happened. And she doesn't even make eye contact. She immediately looks at the floor of my passenger seat, looks in the back seat, looks right at me and goes, you didn't get me flowers. <laughs> and I, I was like, I told you I wasn't going to get flowers. Like this was a pretty decided thing. Like I told you I'd make you dinner. And I can't even like, I just wait. This gets so much worse. Oh God, and this so, is such a good story. Yeah. <laughs> And so we went back to my house and like somehow she, sh- it just went away. Like we got, I, I got in a groove. We started having a conversation. We started talking. Things started to get good. Uh, we started drinking. We like, we opened up a nice bottle of wine and uh, started drinking and eating dinner and things like that. And then next thing we know, we're like making out and, and, and things progress. And the same thing happened. She bit the hell out of me again. And so my patience is like, no, no. So just this is where this is where shit goes off. So so we we then we had sex once and we finish and we're just kind of like hanging there. And I I felt like I needed an IV bag. Like I I was exhausted. Like my body hurt. She'd bitten me like I'm like I got the cold sweats going like I'm the opposite of like ready to do anything else. And she's like ready to go again. And so I'm like. So she's, she's, you know, she's, she starts kissing me again and stuff like that, ready for round two. And I told her, I was like, I can't do this again. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said it kind of short, like my tone gave it away really bad that I had no patience left. And she's like, what do you mean? Like immediately just like bolts up and looks at me with those same eyes she gave me in the car when she was pissed. (laughs) You didn't get me flowers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so she looks at me and and I'm like, look, like, you know, you, you bit me really like, look at my shoulder. Like that's not. I'm sorry, but that's not normal. Like that, that, that hurt. I don't want that to happen again. And the look she gave me looked like I had told her she just like smelled like dog shit. Like I could have said anything else in the world. Like she looked utterly disgusted with me. And so I just figured I'd chalk it up as a loss. And I honestly, I was so fed up with her at this point after this biting incident again that I just got up and started putting my clothes back on. And, um, and I apologized. I was like, I'm sorry for being short with you. I was like, I just, I'm not used to that. Like I, if that's your thing, that's great. But that's just not something that I'm necessarily, I can, I can the do some of that stuff. The fucking but, comeback ever. Most right. people will be like, fuck you, bitch. Get off me. Right. Like, right. Like, yeah. well, I had to drive her home. Don't forget. Oh God. That's so awkward. Right. And so this is where, this is where the, the, the hammer drops. And so, so I, I talk my way out of it again and she starts kissing me again and she's like, yeah, no, like um, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. And I tell her, I'm like, I, I don't think we should go again. Like I have to be at work early in the morning. I should probably take you home. And I get the look again, the third time I get the look. And so she storms out of my house, gets in my car and that's it. She's like, hasn't said a word to me. And so I get my keys and I follow out and I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be such an awkward car ride home. And so we're driving 
We're driving back. It's a, probably a 15-minute drive to her house. And I look over out of the corner of my eye because she hasn't said a word in the first five minutes of the trip. And she's positioned like sideways. So she's like turned her body and has her knees up against the, the middle compartment of my car. And she's just staring at me. <laughs> and so I pretend like I don't see it and kind of like I have the, literally like no words. I'm tur- just like in this shock, is bad. You know? And so I turn the radio up and I just <laughs> pretend like I didn't see it. And I start to get nervous. So I like turn the radio down and I'm like I like I look at her and right as I look at her, I hear this scream. Like sc- I'm not talking about a loud voice. I'm talking about a shriek. And I look over and I'm like almost oh. like fight or flight mode like kick in instantly i thought it was like a car next to me and it's her screaming at me and she's like you fucked me you didn't get me flowers and now you're taking me home are you kidding me and she said it like five times just screaming at the top of her lungs and i'm sitting there driving my face is flushed red i'm like panicking i don't know what to, what to do i'm like i'm freaking out and um and so she just keeps going and then I can't get a word in. So, so I just like, I'm just literally like a, like a baby having a tantrum in the backseat. I'm just ignoring it. And I don't really remember what happened after that. I get her back to her house and we're sitting outside and I looked at her and I was like, you know, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry. You're disappointed. Like, thank you for hanging out with me. And again, for the fourth time, like that face just snaps back into a smile, like that crazy, the crazy eyes, the crazy face just snaps back into like the, I love you kind of look. And she's like, okay, text me tomorrow. And then she kissed me on the cheek and got out of the car and that was it. And I just remember sitting at like the light after after that, like sitting at the red light after outside her house and being and like- hyperventilating? Because that's what I would have done. What the hell just happened? Oh my God. I would have been actually afraid for my life. Like that person sounds completely, and apparently she's not afraid of hurting you. We've already established that. So it was, it was, you have uh, no idea what other violent tendencies are hiding under uh, that. I just like, I'm, I'm like on edge telling the story again. Cause I just remember how bad it hurt when she was biting. <laughs> like I can like feel that, feel it like, you know, on my shoulder still, it's like scars. Oh man. So no, like, she did not unlock some underlying fantasy of yours. <laughs> no, that, that, I, that's, you know, maybe, maybe part two someday, but I have a, I have a fantasy Tinder story that isn't going to make the cut on here. So maybe someday we'll. It's not going to make the cut. It's kind of long, and I, I think the other story is better. Fair enough. So, cool. I don't want to take too much of the, too much of your audience's time. All I can say is, ridiculous holy stories. shit! I mean, I have some like really fucked up like date hookup stories, but yeah. like none from like Tinder. So like, that's intense. Right. That's like, that's like why people are afraid of tinder yeah right and, there but you know to my credit i got right back on the horse and started dating again <laughs> so maybe i'm maybe i'm one of the moths i'm not sure i, I haven't really figured out this whole analogy yet. maybe all of this is a maybe you're actually the crazy one <laughs> yeah it's, it's like watching my life from a third perspective <laughs> to be fair i've questioned that a lot i'm like am i am i the crazy one yeah. am i the crazy one yeah, or am I, I the sane one that attracts the crazy one because the I don't only know. the only logical thing that comes to mind when you have when you're on that train of thought is like i'm the common denominator here like what am i putting out that's you know what, what am i putting out to the world that's, that's that's bringing this back it's like i'm casting a net into the sea and bringing back fucking all sorts of junk instead of might fish. be something wrong with the net yeah, yeah i know i'm with you um but i think that's the indicator that we are the sane ones because we question and we're like we don't really like these results um 
maybe I can analyze and figure out why I'm getting them. Like, whereas <laughs> most people I have found are just repeating the same behaviors and it's everybody else's fault. So I think the, the, the true commonality with humanity as, as it relates to Tinder, we'll say that, is that it's everybody else's fault. It, it absolutely is. I mean, I can't think of any other, any other, any other explanation other than that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's launch into your next story, which I don't know anything about. So cool. set the stage for me. So this is like, the, actually, you know what? This is a fantasy story too, now that I think about it. So hey, define a fantasy story. I don't know what that means. Like, I think every guy or every, every girl has their, has a thing that like, they're just attracted to. Like, and it might not necessarily be something they're actually attracted to, but there's those. What you think you would be. You think you would be like different, different uh, roles, like, you know, MILFs or whatever, something like that. Like, you know what I mean? The different demographics of people that, that I don't know so, how to put it, I guess. Almost like porn subsections. Okay. There you go. That's I'm, a good I'm way to put here. it. Yeah. That's a great okay. way so to put it. So not like it. actual humanity, but just like as porn defines them. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. Well, maybe I will, uh, again, man, this, this is, I'm learning more than I thought I would today. <laughs> This is like what a networking opportunity. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't even have to. I don't even have to put this in my schedule. <laughs> this is great. Um, so yeah. So when I was I was nineteen. Okay. Uh, this was so right now I'm 24. So this was five years ago. Um, I was 19, and you're gonna know where this story is going right from the get go. But it still makes the story pretty good. So during college, during the early years in college, before I had a uh, nice car and, and had, a, had a good job, I mowed lawns during the summer. And she already knows where it's going. I can see the look oh. on her face. And so I had a, an account or a group of um, different people's houses that I would go to each week and I would mow their lawn. And it was pretty cool. I'd make like, you know, I make 30 bucks a pop for an hour, you know, 45 minutes and all that. And I... My my mom runs a daycare, and so this this has some some relevance. So you kind of get the context of who this human was to to the story. My mom runs a daycare, and she has a couple friends that run daycares as well. And I mowed her friend's lawn that had a daycare. Mowed her lawn. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and one of her parents of the kids that she watched like saw me mowing one day and was like, "Hey, I have an apartment, um, or I have like a a, a house with an apartment complex next to it." that I'm responsible for mowing, would you want to come over and mow my lawn this summer? And I said, yeah, like totally cool. So let me just explain this. Like she's super attractive. She's probably 30 years old, single mom that had moved here from, I think Belgium. So she was like, she, she had like, Exotic. she had the accent she was super attractive, like really, really pretty. And, um, she was single, like she'd gotten divorced before she moved here. I think that was part of the reason that she moved here, but I didn't really know the whole story. And so the whole summer, like I would go over and I'd mow her lawn and I was obsessed with her. Like I had this, this like 18, 19 year old fantasy literally worked up in my head about, about this happening and about like me, me hooking up with her. And, um, I know I was too afraid. I told you I, I am not good with confrontation. I avoid confrontation at all costs. And I was at this point in my life, I was not a confident, um, person that could, you know, get on a microphone like I am now and talk. Like I was, I was a very cagey individual. I'm introverted by nature. So this is, this was, this is a learned skill. And, so this was uh the very end of summer probably like right before i was about to go back to school and i just i i don't know what my mentality was but i just said fuck it like i motor lawn and i went inside and 
Um, the repeat of motor lawn over and over again is cracking me the fuck isn't up. Isn't it great? It's so great. It's it's a perfect perfect uh, perfect segue. Perfect just juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so I went in and I just like I I don't even know what it was, but something gave me the confidence to say something. But like I told you, I was super introverted and totally afraid to say it to her face. And so as I was leaving, I texted her. <laughs> This okay, is what did you text her? I, I don't remember exactly, but it was something along the lines of like, hey, I, I don't know like how to say this without you know sounding inappropriate, but I think that you're really attractive was basically the text. That I was is just like, like the most like respectful, dirty text message I've ever heard. Right. I think that's like that's probably like the balance that I've managed to find that makes makes girls interested in me that they don't realize like, that I'm really actually polite. And they're I'm like, oh, pig. I can I just want to like my... sully you. Like, exactly. That's the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you pulled that out of women. It's like, mm, I'm just going to make it dirty. It's too clean, too pretty. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to have to run with that. But anyway, so she texts me back and she like she texts me back a couple minutes later and she was like, you know, I, I would have never told you this if you didn't say that, but I think you're attractive too. And then immediately followed by a text that says, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I start just like you sweating profusely. Like I'm like, oh, I'm fuck. Now I immediately have to like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not okay. Oops. And so I I literally this is all 100 I'm not going to sugarcoat any of this. I called all my friends and told them what was happening. I ran home and I just like threw my lawnmower out of my trunk and like ran inside, <laughs> showered the fastest I've ever showered in my entire life and like buzzed back over to her house. And so she texts me as I'm pulling up and she says, "Hey, can you park down the street?" And I'm like, okay. So I parked on the street and I'm like walking up to the house and I'm shaking like from head to toe. Uh, you look like you're going to add something. Go ahead. I just said, uh oh. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like shaking from head to toe. And I'm like super nervous. I just don't know what's going to happen and definitely not that confident at this point. And um, so I get to her house and I knock on the door and she doesn't answer. And I knock again and she doesn't answer. And like the third time or like the second time I knock and the door opens. Like it was a little bit open. I just didn't notice. And so I push it. And I walk in and I, you know, I say her name. I'm like, are you, are you here? And this is where shit gets funny. So all the lights are off in the house. The entire house is candle lit. <laughs> so there's candles all over the walls. There's wow. candles all over the kitchen. Doesn't like, she it, know that you're like 18 and like, like, oh my God, right. she could like dirty hair bun t-shirt right. and you exactly. would just die exactly and I, i'm i'm at this point i'm thinking oh my god what did i get myself into like this chick's gonna think i'm in love with her and so i go in and she's like comes down for, so she like she's like yep i'll be down in just a second and she's like you can turn the tv on and i turn the tv on i'm literally sitting in this just room lit up with candles like from all different angles and i'm like this is just absurd i, I was watching i remember i was watching the 2011 nba finals <laughs> as she came to, she came down the stairs really completing she, her fantasy apparently just wait so she comes down the stairs in like a like i don't know if it was see-through but like 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 a skimpy like negligee, negligee is that what it's called yeah and i'm like this is not fucking happening like she hadn't even come down to greet me like this was my greeting you know what i'm saying and, and you're like oh my god this is a porn and i'm sitting i lived through a porno yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm i'm talking with her super awkward i there was no substance to the conversation she was at we were having and she's like i just want to let you know like i'm really nervous <laughs> and i was like she's oh, lying yeah me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i like panicked and then I mean, the rest is kind of history. Like you can kind of assume what happened next, but 
it you was did. just you did you followed I did. through. I, I was did. like rooting for you this whole time. I, I was the underdog that that won the Super Bowl. I I did, and the the funny thing was was like afterwards, I I got like that first taste of like maternal instincts. She made me food. <laughs> she made me food, and then like. We just like hung out for a couple minutes and it wasn't awkward anymore because it never really is awkward after you're done doing what you do. I mean, she's, she's probably like, yeah, fuck it. He's at that point. I got it out of my system. I'm good. Right. (laughs) Well, see, then she made me food and like, we're hanging out talking. And then as I'm leaving again, like I get pinned against the wall and she like passionately kisses me. Good night. I'm not talking about like a, like good night, like that kind of thing. Like it was like, it was like something you'd see in a movie, like the lady in the tramp kind of thing. And to be fair, I think she kind of ruined you. Like, you're never going to get, like, that level of, like, ridiculously perfect ever again. Like, super hot Belgian woman, MILF, like, right. totally your favorite subsect of porn, passionately kissing you. Right. <laughs> so I've had this thing my whole, like, most of my life where I've been, I've had older women that were always attracted to me, even when I was, like, 17, so nice. 18 years old. <laughs> it's, I think it's the maturity piece is that, that I, I seem older than I am, and my whole life that's been the case. And so... um but I got to tell you, like from that experience, and the reason that's my favorite story is that was probably like what gave me the confidence that I have. One of the, one of the starting points of what gave me the confidence. I was that totally going to say that. I was yeah. like, that is the breeding ground for the rest of your life. Like, oh that's my it. goodness! I, I walked around. You're like, like I nailed I was... the milf, and now <laughs> I'm going to next Tim Ferris. It just right. happens. Exactly. It's a point A to B relationship, actually. Causal <laughs> relationship. I'm just going to go ahead and that. Right. So yeah, I mean that was that was it. And then she texted me the next day, and I was not emotionally immature enough to handle that like she texted me and was like we need to hang out again and I just ignored it and um I didn't know what to do so I ignored it and then I confessed to my mom what happened like a week later because me and my mom are really 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 tight and she was like jaw on the floor like you've got to be shitting me I can't believe that you would do that (laughs) or like I can't believe that you did yeah that's kind of helped I kind of want to high five you but I'm your mom like (laughs) she's like I'm not gonna do it because that's gross but good job because I know that that probably meant a lot to you (laughs) congratulations I don't know right I had this so, really yeah. transformative moment in my life that I can't talk about because it's it sex. It wasn't college exactly, but <laughs> it was kind <laughs> of like a, a college a college education all in one night. It was equally as groundbreaking for me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that means I mean, that was a. I guess that was like the roses of all my stories that I told, but uh, that was the one that kind of left me on a positive. But I got to tell you, that was like that was um, I was like an out of body experience that whole that whole situation, and I was. So I, like it, it's a testament to the fact that I was calling my friends to tell them that I was going to do this. Like I wasn't cool enough to pull this off at the time. Like I totally was out you of had my, to, like, out of my the comfort stage zone. So that you yeah. couldn't turn back. You're like, fuck, I've already told everybody. Yeah, like. yeah. And then I totally called them afterwards and was like, yeah, guess what just happened? Like it was just, it was, it was classic 19 year old That is. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That's really, really funny. Oh my God. That I just, I want to like slow clap for that. That thank is such you, a good story. You. Thank you. <laughs> now I understand why you were like, yes, that is the episode I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, uh, just 
for context, like when I when I, I I'm so we met via Instagram, and I I was talking about doing like a podcast for a podcast exchange where we just give feedback on each other's episodes. And I went to the YDKM you know list of shows, and I saw the word Tinder, and I didn't even look at the other ones. I was like, this is the one I'm listening to. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's huge, and I think for that reason, people are like, oh, I know that. Yeah, right. the rest of it's like kind of nerdy, and like that one's not so. Yeah. So who knows? You do a great job of teasing out the um, the things that people want to hear in terms of crazy dates and things like that. So maybe you have a, a spinoff podcast. <laughs> to be honest with you, that was actually my first idea. The Do You Even Tinder Bro podcast. <laughs> no, it was going to be the Tinder file. And I think I'm actually going to do a subsect of the show dedicated sure. to that. So sneak peek, guys. Tinder has been such a popular subject and it is oh so relatable. The Tinder file, because I used to go on so many dates and I met some, so many interesting individuals, um, I was basically, the, the thread was going to be Tinder. And it's all these people that I met through Tinder or crazy ass stories I've heard when I'm on dates from Tinder. Yeah. Like, I have a whole subsect of stories just from that. Like, not even things that happened to me, but things they told me. Right. Like, um, I'll just go ahead and give you a little snippet now. The dude who got so drunk that he stole his own car. This is a fun one. Yeah. So this guy was a recent graduate from Georgia Tech. He actually graduated with a nuclear sciences degree. So he was a nuclear fucking engineer, right? (laughs) You think this guy has his shit together? Because I'm like, holy crap. And he's like, there's really not any job prospects. I was like, what? Just- <laughs> like, how can you be a nuclear engineer? An unmotivated nuclear engineer. Like, <laughs> an unmotivated nuclear so, engineer. Like, total oxymoron. Yeah, that's funny. He's like, I work like a few months a year, like whenever they have, whenever they have to bring in like extra people. Cause I guess a seasonal thing, they have to like apparently bring in extra people. And I was like, dude, I used to date like a nuke from the military. He has like a ton of jobs. He doesn't even have a college degree. He's like, well, like they have experience. So they he's get like hired. justifying it. <laughs> Yeah, so he's, like, telling me all this shit, and I'm like, okay. Like, I'm trying really hard to be patient, but I'm also like, dude. And um, I was like, oh, we were talking about really embarrassing stories. And I had one that was really, really embarrassing um, that I'm not going to talk about right now because people I know actually listen to this. So (laughs) uh, we were talking about drunk stories, and I just, like, opened that with, like, vulnerability because that's the best way to, like, relate to somebody. And I was like, so what's your, like, worst drunk story as well to match this? And he was like, oh, I have a really embarrassing one. Um, he's like, so I, I used to like drink a lot and um, I got, like would black out like every time I drank. Yeah. So I got really, really drunk one night. I was with my friends and I had this really bad habit of driving when I was drinking. So I'm like, first Sounds of all, like my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> red flag. No fucking thank you. I was like, dude, you can't do that. And I immediately right. went to like mom mode because I'm obnoxious right. and was like, why? Why would you do that? And he was like. <laughs> I don't know, like, I was stupid, you know? And I was like, okay, so continue the story. And he's like, so one day I get super fucking hammered, blackout drunk, and apparently I get into my car and I start driving it. And I realize, like, part of the way down the road that I'm too drunk to be driving, which is something that, you know, obviously I should have realized in the beginning, but I didn't. He said, so I pulled over, parked my car somewhere, and then walked home. He said, but because I was blackout drunk, I had no idea where I left my car. Oh my goodness. So that's, he said that. <laughs> that's the perfect would, storm of like things leading up to an absolute disaster. <laughs> yes. So because he could not find his car anywhere, he reported it stolen. Oh man. <laughs> that's and he's like, amazing. and then we didn't hear anything. We didn't hear anything. That's he's like, like so something that makes the news. 
He bought a new car? So he bought a new car, right? Oh, my God. A few months later, like a month later, the car turns up. So he's like, so I, I actually have two cars now. <laughs> because he got so drunk that he, quote unquote, stole his own car. That's amazing. And I was that's, like, I can't, I can't take you seriously ever again. Like, yeah, why would you, you tell me that? You can't lead with that story. That story like, comes out before you get married. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, guess who's not getting laid? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We we like we didn't really hit it off anyway, so it was fine. But well, I just that made was the segue the into it, not 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 hitting off at all. He could have omitted that, and it probably would have gone fine. I was like, I can't believe this. That's awesome. Yeah, there's you know there's just so many crazy people in this world. Like, but it makes it makes them telling you this app thing, like this this world we live in, makes it pretty fun because they just come out of fucking nowhere all the time. <laughs> The, so. the the sad part is it's just because i'm such like a people pleaser that like i really struggle with saying no right. so i've had to like i'm like but they might be nice like i feel bad like i don't want to be mean to them i don't want to sleep with them but i don't want to be mean to them so give him a chance yeah i, I think i was like don't do it one... don't give him a chance <laughs> no don't because it, it crushes him more that's the problem like He'll, it's so easy when you're like the, the waste skittish. of your time. That's it's the motivation. That too. That's true too. But it's such a, I mean, if you want to be a good human too, you have to realize that those little boys that are scared of, that are scared of, you know, girls that don't know how to talk to, to type A or intense personality people, they would much prefer, I'm speaking for all men here. They would much prefer to just know right away that they are not getting anything as opposed to having it be dragged out. Cause I, I you know, that's a thing that girls do and guys probably guys do it too. Let's just be clear. Everyone oh, does guys it, but, totally lead you on, but yeah. leading, leading on because they feel bad or they feel like, but it just, it's like, it's, it's the so, same thing with girls. Like so I much more toxic. Okay. So that interesting point. And I really, really want to defend womankind here, but I'm not going Please. to. Um, because that's a whole other conversation that we can have some other time. But I think it's very complex in terms of motivation. And I don't think all of it is, you know, all conscious decisions. I think a lot of it's kind of societal pressure to you and how we've internalized that and how it manifests. But to be fair, people can be fucking crazy. People are crazy in general. I don't care. Man, woman, whatever. People are fucking crazy, which is why we have great Tinder stories. So thank God for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I just... I've. I've been on, like, I've met some really fucking, like, I've met crazy people, but honestly, I've met way more, like, interesting people from other places. Like, I met this one guy who was, like, he's Korean ethnically, but he's not Korean. He's Russian. And um, his, the reason being is, I guess, back when, I think, World War II, um, before, basically, the two Koreas split up, people, Korean people would go into Russia to work, right? And they would just, like, work inside there and then go back you know like but it was really easy for them to cross the borders well in stalinist russia they closed down the border and trapped a bunch of korean people inside the country right i had no fucking idea about this by the way i didn't know that either yeah so he's like yeah so like my grandparents basically were those people and he said fuck these people i don't care about them we're not gonna send them back we're just gonna send them to random parts of the fucking country to die okay a lot of them did and they were never allowed to speak Korean. They only were able oh, to wow. speak Russian. Like, they had to literally sever ties with their entire culture. I mean, it was very, like, communist, Stalinist Russia. That's heartbreaking. And, yeah, so it's completely <laughs> heartbreaking, right? So we have this guy, right? And I meet up with him, and he's, like, Korean, right? 
And then he talks and he's like, hey, how are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> like, like this like super thick Russian burly man. Like, and then his mannerisms, he's just so Russian. And I was like, I'm so confused oh, right now. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I can't decide if I'm like conflicted or attracted. I don't know what's going on right now. This is strangely turning me on. <laughs> I know. And so he was like, the first thing he taught me was how to say like stupid in Russian. And he's like, it's two pizza. <laughs> That is amazing. Like, I, could, I, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have panicked. I would have been like, oh, and I would have like gotten like the big deer deer in the headlight, like look, you know, staring at him like, Can But I immediately talk again? was like, let's talk about racism because I'm sure that's interesting for you. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I don't know. He was into it though. He's Russian. So he's like really into the intense women. So it worked. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> important. You should, you should reach out to I him. I mean, he was only there for like a week. So we hung out like once, but still. <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us today we're gonna do the closeout. so thanks for tuning in guys i'm your host veeps and i'm coach and you don't know me thanks for tuning in guys if you love what you hear on the show make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review also we'd love to hear back from you guys too so if there's something that you want to see in the show, please just shoot us a message either on our website, which is YDKM Podcast, or on social media anywhere at YDKM Podcast. All are great ways to reach us, and we would love to hear from you. As usual, the music in this episode is courtesy of bensounds.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D-S.com. <laughs>